Welcome to the Intuitive Skies, here to help you cultivate your spirit, where you'll find magic, mystery, and sometimes a bit of mayhem. And now your hosts from IntuitiveSkies.com. Hi, this is Katie, and I'm here with Beth Ann from ReadingsByBA.com. Hi, Beth Ann. Hi. And I'm here with Katie Starnes. She can be found at katiestarnes.com or intuitiveskies.com. And welcome. Yeah, welcome. And so this topic is a pretty heavy-duty one, and I think it is incredibly arrogant to talk about an afterlife or lack thereof when we really don't have a clue except for our, our own personal experiences and what we've read in books and because we're both mediums, we've both had a lot of experiences in validating through other people what we're seeing, sensing, and hearing. So we're going to share with you some of our own ideologies when it comes to the afterlife today. And I guess because it's the holiday season and we've both been busy, we don't have a lot of embarrassing stuff to talk about this week, do we? I sure don't. I haven't uh, left the house a whole lot, but I guess that's kind of embarrassing that I stay in too much. (laughs) I've been staying in too, and I think it's the whole holiday thing. I don't like to be around tons and tons of people, Um, but hey, you know, there's Amazon, so thank God for Amazon shopping, or I wouldn't get any Christmas shopping done. How about you? Oh, same here. Yes, definitely Amazon. I also plan to do some baking. I got to get on that. I gotta get on it. Gotta get motivated. All I want to do is talk to dead people. That's all I want to do. <laughs> well, what are you gonna cook, though? Speaking of, I'm holiday shopping and Christmas cooking. I'm just gonna baking. bake some goodies, bake some sweets and some goodies for people. Everybody likes that. I have a craving for those cinnamon pecans. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the cinnamon rolls. Oh, yeah. The pecans yeah. that you cook, oh, my gosh, I love those. They're so addictive, but I'm trying oh, not to. Oh, I see. I got, I have a bunch of cookies that people have sent me. Um, windmills from Shelby. Thank you, Shelby. Windmill cookie is my favorite. And um, we're really into those chocolate fudge stripes these days. It's probably not a good thing, but it is the holiday, so I'm allowing myself to have a couple of goodies. Um, so, anyway, that's the topic of the afterlife. I don't know. It's pretty hefty. You think we can tackle it, DA? I think we can. You know, we're not claiming to be experts on the afterlife. It's just I think it's really nice for our listeners to hear some of our experiences and a lot of really uplifting things. And I think that people are really interested in the topic and they'd like to hear some things that we'd like to say about it. So why don't you start off, Katie, with – some books that you've read or or things that you've heard in the industry? I think you know probably some people that do some research on this. Well, um, most recently, there's so many, so many scientists and doctors and a lot of research done on this, starting with the Monroe Institute, which I think is amazing with their out-of-body experiences and people that have had lots of NDEs. And that's, I think, the pioneer in that field. Um, but most recently, we've got Sam Panaria. I'm not sure if I'm, spell- if I'm pronouncing that right. It's P-A-R-N-I-A-M-D, who wrote Erasing Death. And 
he is a cutting-edge researcher. He describes the physical body and then the separation of the spirit from the physical body based on studies that he's done, where um, he has had people give descriptors five minutes after brain death, after the brain is actually shut down with 100% details, which I find amazing. These people were clinically dead, and they came back into their bodies and then described the surroundings exactly what they saw when they were outside of their bodies. Uh, there's another one, Jeffrey Long, and it's also written by Paul Perry, Jeffrey Long, MD, sorry, and um, he wrote God in the Afterlife. They have over 4,000 different consistent patterns of people going to the other side with reunions, the descriptors that most people have when they get there is that of peace and love. Um, and also the other thing that is very, very recognizable in people that have had these NDEs is when they come back, their whole ideology, their paradigm completely shifts of being loving and kind and for others and their lives are no longer just about them. Um, so there's that huge paradigm shift. Some of them describe the tunnel. Um, a lot of people don't. So it just depends on the person. Everybody's experiences are different. But they found that 10% of people have the classical NDE of going down the tunnel. So I find that so interesting. Um, I don't think I could ever get bored of reading that. Even though I, with what I do for a living, I love connecting for other people. But it's very interesting to me that no matter what, I, it's something that we're all going to have to face. And I, I don't like the idea of becoming warm food myself. But, um, you know, I, I'm okay with my physical body becoming part of the chain of life again. It's just a matter of um, the experiences I've had. I can no longer believe that we're just warm food. Well, I never actually believe that in the first place. How about you, Batman? Um, uh, one of the, the topics when it comes to afterlife that really, really, um, I guess, hits my heart the hardest is that of our pets. Um, I just... I just can't imagine heaven without my animals there with me. What about you? I know for a fact that there's pets there. Uh, so I actually, sometimes when I get readings done by other mediums, you know, we practice on each other a lot and we kind of just sense things about each other. But I've had several tell me that they see my dog. And that's also a really good way to verify that they're, in fact, connected, if they can describe my dog. But I know she's around me, and I have also had pets come through in readings on their own. Just I can just see them in my mind's eye and and describe kind of what I'm seeing and feeling. For me, the pets don't have a whole lot to say so much, mm-hmm. but just their just presence, and then I can get a feeling great. of. Yeah, I can get a feeling of gratitude or, or something like that. And I also have seen spirits come through with pets around them, and I can often describe who they're with, you know, which which pet they're with and what they look like. And then I've also yeah. uh, experienced, I've experienced a friend whose loved one was in the process of passing away, and I was able to see the pets and the people that were starting to gather to help him cross as he was passing. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. I, you, um, I had the coolest experience here. 
at my own home with some pets that had crossed over. I have two chocolate Labrador retrievers right now and a little white fur baby. And I'm coming home from a seminar. And I remember looking in the window, and we used to keep these two in crates in a room in our house. And I see a brown chocolate Labrador looking out the window. And I got really, really ticked off at my husband at the time because uh, the two dogs we have now were puppies at the time, and they were destructo labs. They ate everything. They ate the couch. They ate signing off the house. They ate anything you could get into their mouth. They were so rotten. They still are rotten, but they're old rotten now. But anyway, um, I was pulling into the driveway, and I see a chocolate Labrador peeking out. And I, I got instantly mad at my husband. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you forgot to lock them up. I'm going to be going into garbage everywhere. The couch is probably going to be eaten. Lord only knows what else they've gotten themselves into, right? Come into the house, and both of the dogs are in their crates. These were not easily opened crates either. But the kicker was I wasn't by myself, and my friend that was with me at the time actually saw the dog too. So I know it wasn't just in my head. And we did have another chocolate Labrador prior named Charlie, and um, he was just checking out the situation, I guess. But it was a full body. It was so cool. So I never doubt about pets, and I see them in my rings too. So definitely um, believe in the afterlife with pets and that they go on. So one really common thing that happens with me, too, is I will get someone, a person that will come through, and they'll be talking like any loved one, sharing their love, the typical type of messages, what they look like, uh, their voice comes through, how they sound, how tall they were, what their typical form of dress was, their personality traits. And then when I ask them how they pass, they say, I take full responsibility. And that when I hear that, I know it was a suicide, that they had taken their own life or they had done something to take their own life. Um, So that, for me, is a very touchy subject. And I I don't like to surround that with all kinds of, oh, they just go to heaven and there's no consequences for doing that because that wouldn't be true from what I get. But what's your experience with that, Bethann? Well, it's pretty, well, my experience is pretty interesting with that because I typically can't, well, I actually can't at this time connect to suicide. My, my guides have blocked me from being able to do that right now. Hmm. And I'm working on, I need to, I'm going to be practicing here to get over that hopefully and get my guides to release that block for me. But what was happening was I was experiencing connecting with the suicide so clear sentiently, which means I was feeling everything physically and emotionally mm-hmm. that that spirit would have felt around the time of their passing. But it was so overwhelming that I think mm-hmm. until I could get that under control a little bit, my guide didn't want me to have to feel that for right now. But I've had right. – um, of a family member who had a friend who committed suicide came through through a medium friend of mine, which was pretty interesting because, you know, I wasn't able to connect with her. So she found a way to come through. So that was amazing. Oh, yeah. And I've also, um, just from hearing readings and, and other readings and things like that, I feel like a lot of times they end up doing work kind of for that cause 
on the other side because they realize that, you know, there's always remorse is what I've experienced. There's always remorse about the manner of passing. And then there seems to be some sort of trying to make up for it and apologizing to the loved ones, of course, not understanding the impact that it was going to have. Oh, very interesting. And I did want to add that, um, like you said, they they go on to help sometimes in in that entire part of, you know, depression or drug abuse or whatever it was. They, they go on to be helping souls in that area. But the other thing that I've witnessed, which I find extremely fascinating, is that I had a client come to me, and this was after I had experienced the exact same thing, where rather than the loved one coming to her, she actually went to the loved one. And when she discussed, and I'm not going to talk about exactly what she saw and I saw, just because I'd like that for validation for later if someone else had the same experience, but actual physical places of healing, and the details I'm going to leave out, but she witnessed this loved one in an actual place of healing on the other side where she went to visit him. And I was able to completely describe it because my guides had brought me there before in my own um, spirit body, I guess. And so that was extremely validating for her and extremely validating for me too, to be able to experience that together. And they do spend some time in these healing areas. Yeah, it was, it was very fascinating and it was, it was a very healing experience actually for both of us. And um, I, I found that to be so validating. And those are the types of validators that we get as mediums that um, nobody can convince me otherwise that that wasn't real, that this other person didn't experience the exact same thing. Because there's no way they would have seen those, those exact same details and the exact same people and, uh, you know, the, the details of the building. And I just find that so incredible. Um, there's no way. So... There, there was a healing area, and I find that people and pets both can end up in that healing area. And I find that just um, so consoling for me, I suppose, because if something horrible happens here, we know that the healing never really ends, and we continue on until we're full and you know, full in spirit, 100%. So I don't know. So what do you think um, when when people are like in spirit? Do you think they watch them? And you know, what are your thoughts on that? I've never asked anyone else that before. I do think they watch us. I've, I get validations in that manner probably in every single reading that I do. Something comes through because, you know, as mediums, we're often producing evidence of the spirit's existence and of the fact that we're connected to the spirit. So a lot of times that evidence is things that have happened since they've passed that they have right. and So is grandma watching you go to the bathroom? I don't think grandma probably wants to do that. I mean, maybe if she wants to. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> grandma. But I don't know how we would put up a shade to kind of protect them from watching us do that. But I don't think they care about that. I think they care about, you know, big events and not missing key moments. Everybody thinks that, 
you know, once the spirits are gone, they're they're missing out and they don't know what's going on, but they do. And I get validations like that all the time. Mm-hmm. And people just really yeah. like that. One time I was connecting with a, a girl's dad and he explained to me the details of her wedding, like down to the decorations and, and what was on the tables. And so I explained to her, you know, what he was mm-hmm. showing me. And it was just validation that he was at her wedding. He didn't miss it. Yep, I love that, and those are such cool validators. I I had it where um, one of my very favorite people came for a reading, and her spouse on the other side, at the time that she was here, getting the reading done, was describing his children over at Grandma's house, playing with the magnets on the refrigerator and spelling out specific words. And, of course, she couldn't wow. validate it for me that moment, but later on the next day, she could call me and say, oh, my gosh, the kids were actually, at the time that I was on the phone with you, they were on the refrigerator doing exactly what you described. And so he somehow or another, I don't know how this works, but he was able to see what was going on there and then communicate with to me here, which I thought, I just find that baffling. Like, how did he do that? Be in two places at once, but it was almost like, he was there and then here and then there and then here just because the love pull, you know, was pulling him back and forth. And he was able to perceive both, which I found fascinating. So cool. That's so, so awesome. Cool. That's so awesome. But I just love our work. It's it's the coolest job in the universe, isn't it? Absolutely. <sighs> it's the most amazing thing. Yeah, they watch us. They watch us, but um, there's some things, you know, I, I, because of a medium, maybe I'm kind of freaky about this, but I, and I know when there's someone around me and I can feel them around me right now. And I'm just like, okay, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm in that room over there, there, there my guys are going to stand outside there. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to go into that room. That's, that's my private space, you know, and, or when I'm not working, it's a matter of out of business right now. I am not working. So I put up my, my, a hysterical sign that says not working, leave me alone. You know what I mean? There's times where you don't want mm-hmm. I guess spirit oh, coming in. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got to shut yes, down. I, you have got I do to shut down. It. Yeah, for the so. most part I feel like I can turn that on and off, but I mean if they can watch us mm-hmm. as mediums, they can watch their loved ones, that's for sure. And we know when they're mm-hmm. when they're around or waiting to come through and and for the most part, I can turn it That's on and off, great. but every now and then one will kind of creep in and, and I don't know if they're waiting their turn or I can usually sense it around a, a mm-hmm. specific person and, and then I just wait well, and see if an opportunity is going to prevent. Yeah, sometimes they hang mm-hmm. around when you're, you, you have an appointment and they might come a little too early because they want to give you information when you're perceptive and that's fine, um, but... Uh, <laughs> hanging around day in, day out, some, you know, at, at that point it's like, okay, help me get part of a reading is always the responsibility of the person that is getting the reading and part of the responsibility goes to the spirit end too and our guides and that spirit person that you're talking to. So if I'm not receptive when I'm doing that reading, they're, they're, they already know she's not going to be there. So we're basically going to have to do some work ahead of time. And that's fine. But um, I do think that if we can perceive them at that depth that the loved ones should be able to as well. And I think that they, most people do, but maybe it's on a subconscious level. Um, so 
don't and know. that reassurance like, um, means so much to people, especially around Christmas time now. People just really want that oh, yeah. reassurance that they're they're still watching and they're still they're still there. Yeah, they're still participating. Yeah, in yeah. And if you hang with that mistletoe, they're still gonna give you kisses. So um, <laughs> we've got call lines open if anybody wants to call in and get a session. Um, but in the meantime, um, I would love that. What What do you feel? Huh? I said I would love that. I, I hope we get some callers and we can connect to some loved ones yeah, for them. Yeah, it's not. Um, we we can go into the whole uh, ghosts and hell and earthbound spirits if you want. But um, if you believe in that, I know that that's kind of a right now a little controversial subject for some. For me, it's never been. It's um. It's been quite an interesting ride for me when it comes to the whole um, ideology of hell and damnation and ghosts and earthbounds and oh my. Um, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's a touchy subject for some. What, do you, what, what are your thoughts on ghosts? Let's just start with that one. Well, I try to keep my opinions on this just, pretty much to my experiences. I don't really try to incorporate religious views or, or anything like that. Uh-huh. I just keep it firsthand experience. But I don't I don't really have much experience with ghosts. Um, I think that ghosts sound a little bit like what I know earthbound to be, which is just mm-hmm. sort of stuck spirits that didn't exactly go where they were supposed to go, but that was their choice. They chose that, that nobody condemned them to that location. What do you Mm -hmm. think about that? Hmm. Well, I have been in very, you know, quite a few haunted quote unquote locations that I have gotten evidence, complete evidence of this haunting. My feeling is that there have been, a lot of different energies on this planet and not all of them are necessarily human, which sounds way out there in left field. But um, just based on my experiences that um, I've seen some really, really crazy, crazy and heard some crazy stuff throughout the years. And it's always fascinating, never dull. And uh, most recently going into a home and, having the loudest clang. I mean, I was completely alone in this house. That I knew for a fact. And hearing some huge metal clanging noises right next to me, it sounded like it was maybe half foot away. And looking around and trying to see if, you know, what the heck. And, you know, always I go, I go to the logical first, okay. I'm going to look around for that metal piece. Or if I see lights flickering or something, you know, I'm going to check the light. I'm going to check the bulb. I'm going to check to make sure it's plugged in properly. Um, I always go to the logical first. And then, you know, it takes a lot to really prove to me that a location is haunted. I'm getting recordings. I'm getting, you know, sounds and other people's experiences too. And after I have validated all of that, then I try to go in and connect. Well, that is uh, a whole process on its own. I could probably talk for hours and hours about so. I don't think we have enough time today to go into that too much, but um, I do believe that energies exist that are here on this 
planet that are sharing the planet with us that can make themselves known if they choose to. Um, Earthbound spirits, the whole idea with that, I've kind of changed and morphed throughout the years with that. Um, Humans that are in spirit form, I feel like they always have a choice of where they want to be. I do think that sometimes it takes some psychology on the human's part to convince them that they're okay to go away into the light of God. Um, And I do believe that it is of God. Um, but again, that's, that's a whole discussion for another day. So I think we could probably do a whole, whole week on that, huh? Um, we could. I just have a question, a quick question on that. So do you think yeah, that sure. when there's activity that could be considered paranormal, do you think that our mm-hmm. loved ones in heaven and heaven can make that happen? Or is it always ghost type spirits? that make that happen? Mm, great question. No, I don't feel like it's always just ghost-type spirits. Um, I feel like if an energy wants to come to this planet, they're always welcome to come back if they choose to. The issue at hand is that most of the time they won't want to. And that is because, like I described, the scientists and doctors that have discussed this topic, they always say the two things that they feel the most when they're in those realms is peace and love. Why would you ever want to leave that? Um, It'd be like, you know, if you had a home and it was in the tropics and you didn't have to work the nine to five and you had, I don't know, a hobby of surfing there and every day was perfect, the weather was always beautiful and the sun was always out and the the ocean was the bluest ocean you'd ever seen, would you want to come to Chicago? You know? (laughs) You had the choice of going to Chicago. Would you come visit maybe to go see a loved one? but you're not going to stay. You see what I'm saying? So if a right. sound is, or whatever you want to call that spirit that hasn't really gone into the light, so to speak, if they are, if they're there, that was their choice to be there, but that's because they don't have the understanding that they could be in the tropics with the blue water and the beautiful skies and the sun shining. They didn't see the choice that makes sense. for some yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, I'm open to my ideas shifting and changing, and I know there are a lot of people that don't believe in that. And basically the reason I do believe in that is just because of my own experiences and because of the validations I've received in doing that kind of work. And not only that, but after doing that work, there has not been a single time, not one single time, after helping someone in that respect where they haven't come back and just to say thank you. Um, and it can be in a lot of different ways where they've come back to say thank you to me, and I find that that has given me the validation to continue with that work. And the loved ones also get the thank you. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I stand on that. But like I said, I've got so many experiences with that. I could spend a whole week talking about it, and you wouldn't get a word in about that, <laughs> But that's, that's pretty amazing, though, just all of that that you just described. I have a pretty interesting story along the lines of, so this is, um, I had a ring that was very important to, uh, to me. And it was given to me by, uh, one of mine that is passed now and the ring was stolen. And several months after that, the ring appeared in my bedroom with no explanation. So I feel like... So you like, had validation it was stolen? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, wow. Do tell. 
So I feel like, you know, that's not, I don't feel like that's paranormal. I feel like my loved one in heaven probably made a little trip to make that happen. You know, I don't think that that was ghostly or, or anything like that, but. Well, I guess it, it could be if you're, you know, if you saw it come out of, you know, nowhere or nothing that's to, on your countertop. Mm-hmm. That's called an apport. When spirit oh. gets something that that comes from, it's it's not usually, it's usually the, the person that it belongs to that it gets back to or it manifests out of nothingness to you or it was maybe something that belonged to them that they want you to have that manifests out of kind of nothingness. It's kind of like, well, mine was, my experience similar to that recently was my charm from when I was a little kid coming back into my life after, I don't know, like 35, 40 years. Um, it was oh, that was my father got me. Yeah, my father got it for me in downtown Rockford and, I was thinking about it one morning, and I go on eBay, and there it was. It's a very distinguished, it has a very dis- different type of look about it. I've never seen one like it. I know it came from Germany. And um, somehow I found it on eBay that morning after thinking about it. So it's like he was talking to me in my head, like, hey, go look on eBay. It's on there. Go look, go look. So <laughs> I was like, oh, That's I love it. just so amazing like to me. I couldn't believe that I found that sucker. And I, it's on my mantle right now. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, I, I'm just so baffled by it, just seeing it, you know. There's so many stories we could share, I think, um, on connections and in different readings we've done. And we'll continue this next week. Um, sorry nobody called in for you to read for them, Bethann. But um, don't be surprised if we're on later next week in the evening. Um, I think a lot of people are are working during the day and some of our our uh, peeps are at work and probably downloading and listening to us later. So why don't we just plan on doing it later in the evening, next Thursday. And I hope everyone's having a wonderful, happy, happy, happy Christmas time. Um, that's it? That sounds great. I think that's a good plan and hopefully we'll we'll have some callers next week that we can connect with and thank you all so much for listening thank you so much and we will hear from all of you next week and Bethann I hope I get to hear from you sooner than that and I um, Merry Christmas everyone have a great great day rest of the night bye and episode dun dun dun